And welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. Um, okay, that's a hell of a way to start it, Ryan. Um, with your hosts, myself and my boy Ryan over here, we're missing we're missing our co-hosts here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> a little bit of a busy week. First stream we could get in today. Um, Ryan, I do want to talk about something though. Today is our 60th stream. Number 60, baby. Number 60. Uh, it, it's been a long journey, man. Um, but I want to say... Glad we made it 60 and we didn't give up on ourselves. That's the most yeah. important thing here. Um, and we're still going to keep grinding out. Uh, but might as well throw it out there for the people. Uh, we're looking to stray a little bit away from the Delaware brand and try to go a little bit more national. Uh, try to appeal a little more people than just the people from Delaware. Didn't really pan out for us the way we thought. Um, turns out people from Delaware don't really want to support people from Delaware. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's come a collective thing we've all talked about. Uh, there will be some changes yeah. to the podcast when it comes to like branding, stuff like that. Um, we're still going to still gonna be us four. It's still going to be me, Ryan, Frankie, AJ. We're going to still produce fantasy football content. Dynasty content is our mainstream. It's that's our go-to. That's our money maker. Um, other than that, that's about it. It's just the branding, just the changes. Uh, nothing else. You know, we we don't hate each other. We still love talking football every week. Um, but sixty podcasts in Ryan. Uh, just want to give a little background on where we started, man. I remember we were recording on my phone in my in my dining room, just trying to make this all work. And now this is us. We have a sponsorship. We work with some great people. Uh, what are you thinking about it, man? How you how you liking the journey so far? I mean, honestly, like super fucking humbling. It's like kind of a telltale story. Yeah, literally recording on your kitchen countertop, literally just sitting there with your wife in the background, just hearing us talk about some fucking fantasy bullshit. But like, yeah, I mean, we've we haven't made it too too far as far as viewership goes, but like. We we have like a platform now. We got we got a sponsor, um, so I mean it's nice that we've made steps so far, and it's, we're just getting started. So I mean it's all a journey. It's not a it's not a race. It's well, I guess a marathon is a race, but like it's we're in it for the long run. When I am for the sprint, but I'll tell you what too, we've met a lot of interesting podcasters and streamers along the way. Uh, We've had we've had a lot of fun, man. We've come across a lot of new people in our platform and have opened our eyes to new platforms. I never played best ball. Uh, this is my first year experimenting with best ball, and it's been a lot of fun doing that. Uh, we've, you know, I mean, we've stepped away from redraft. We do a couple of redraft leagues here and there, mainly dynasty. But man, the community overall, we've gotten a lot of love from the community. We've met a lot of great people. So I just want to say shout out to you guys. Shout out to VSN. We appreciate yeah, it. Anybody that we've had on the pod or any pod we've been on has been great. Um, and I actually like um, normally someone that kind of like, I don't like really love working with people that I don't know, but like, I feel like everybody in the fantasy football community is about the same grind as we are. And like, we're all kind of not the same person, but like we all love talking about fantasy. So it's so easy to just hop on a stream with pretty much anybody and then just talk football, which like, how do you go along with that? Yeah, you can't. Let's do this thing, though. A lot of trades going on right now. Uh, one real big blockbuster. I, I'm going to throw that out there. Um, we're going to do a player value. We're just going to do some player values. We've got a lot of injuries as well to talk about. Um, so let's jump into it, man. Let, let's start with the with the positive. Let's go CMC to the 49ers. 
second round pick, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, conventional stuff, all that talk. The, was it um, also a third thrown in there? I third, thought it was second, third, fourth, and then a third in 2024 or something like that? Third. Yeah, there might have been a third thrown in there as yeah. well. But the point of the matter is the Niners are out of picks. Taking the L.A. Rams aspect of things, let's talk about it. CMC gets to be paired up with Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, Kyle Shanahan. I personally love it. I love it. I I think if you have Kittle, this increases the value. I really, really do. Yeah. Well, Kittle's going to help. Well, Kittle's going to help. You have McCaffrey, excuse me. Yeah, I was going to say, Kittle's a little bit different. But CMC, yeah, definitely. Um, but I will say, as like I feel like this is more like a championship move. Like, okay, we'll get a good running back. And then we can kind of ride this thing out as part of like the system that they run. But like at the same time, I can't really name you a Super Bowl winner in the last few years that have had like a great running back. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times running backs aren't really like a key factor to winning a Super Bowl. A lot of times it's the quarterback and the defense. And then past that, it's like, you know what I mean? I agree with what you're saying, but it's like 49ers have, you know, top two, top three defense in the league. Arguably between Philly and Buffalo and themselves, it's a really it's a really good mix. This de- this team was in the NFC Championship. Uh, it comes down to this is a whole another scheme for Kyle Shanahan. You now oh, have a Christian sure. McCaffrey type player in the backfield. You can do so many things with McCaffrey and Debo now. I mean, I just love the possibilities. Like, right. I really do love the possibilities of this, and I think it's going to help Trey Lance a lot too. Come twenty twenty three. We can look past we can look past this and we can talk about the dynasty QB of the future. You know, I think this I think this is a move to help Trey as well. Uh, McCaffrey is has two years left on this big contract that he signed, so he's in here for the long term. Um, right. I can't wait to see how Kyle Shanahan schemes up McCaffrey. So um, weirdly enough, we get a, a plus for Trey Lance, even though he's. Rotting your IR spot for the rest of the year. Rotting my IR spot, and I want to say yeah. four leagues. Yeah, four um, leagues is about right. But if we're talking strictly the fancy aspect of Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers, um, I think it spells everything great for the Niners because they're just going to use him. They're not going to limit his usage. I feel like the Panthers are kind of doing that. Um, and I get that, like, that can definitely trigger a re-injury because he's been kind of prone the last few years. But at the same time, if you're going to go out and spend all this on McCaffrey, why would you not? utilize him as much as you possibly could. And that's definitely something I see Shanahan using. So that being said, volume is going to be there for McCaffrey. And he's for a lot of people that were kind of panicking on McCaffrey and that Panthers team to make the transition over to a winning football team. It's going to put up points is huge for CMC owners. But on the flip side of things, if you're looking at like Debo Samuel, George Kittle, like all this, I feel like you kind of lose a little bit on them. Because, I mean, first of all, you lose the rushing value of Debo Samuel, who's strictly, I would imagine, going to be out of the pass. Like, sure, he'll get like, a few carries here and there, but like now they have CMC in the backfield, who's like arguably one of the most talented in the league right now. Um, well, he probably, yeah, he's up there, probably two, three. But, uh, yeah. Are you going out? Are you going to go out and buy CMC if if they're mm-hmm. selling? In a lot of leagues I play in, McCaffrey isn't 
McCaffrey is available, but he's not available. The price that I've <laughs> the price that I've always felt comfortable paying for McCaffrey through this injury this injury bug that I've seen him go through isn't what you know. It's it's way below asking price for said owner. Now he's healthy. Now he's on a championship team caliber team. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I can't pay it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't pay it. But if you have McCaffrey and you are on a winning team, congratulations, because you now have two years of championship pedigree football, and a guy is going to get a ton of volume with Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan produces elite offenses. He's produced elite running backs. Whether it be, you know, we can keep going. We can go all the way back to the Washington days. But you know, I mean, we're not. We don't have to list every running back. But he's he's got that pedigree. Congrats. You now get Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. A lesser move today, though. No, I was curious. Hey, let me pitch this one, man, because, like, this is my boy. He's coming from my squad. We're going to Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, which, is like, we got a third and a fifth, but it's like, yeah, so be it. But we don't really – we can't really afford to give up another receiver. Like, for God's sakes, we're already slim as it is. But that being said, listen, man. I'll be the first to say I know Kadarius Tony had that big pop game that I will always remember. It's like 10 to 185. That got me super excited on week five as a rookie season where I was like, this guy might be it. But I feel like the cha- the Chiefs are chasing another Tyreek Hill for far too long. Um, they tried it with uh, Sky Moore. Uh, they were trying with Mikko Hartman in the past. Like, get these speedy guys and get down the field. And I feel like they're kind of doing the same thing with Tony here. I just I I'm not I'm not gonna go out and buy Tony, to be honest with you. I mean, if you have him, great, you get an upgrade. But like his price point's gonna go up as far as like like owners are gonna want more from him now, fresh off of a trade before anything happens. So like you're gonna have to pay more for him now than ever. And I just I wasn't really willing to buy him before and definitely not now, especially with uh, Mahomes, like I mean, Juju's been going crazy the last couple of weeks, but his go-to guy is Kelsey, and like everybody else is going to be the two past that. And I don't even think Kadarius Tony can be the two on that offense. Uh, I was talking about this with a with a buddy of mine. Um, honestly, I don't even see Kadarius Tony coming in and being the wide receiver three or the option. The right, third. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got Kelsey, you got Juju. You got you paid MVS over thirty plus million dollars to be your burner. You have more running back involvement. Um, you know, I mean, Clyde's catching passes. Clyde's averaging five catches a game. You know, what I mean, what is Isaiah Pacheco? How's his role going to work into this offense? Sky Moore's hurt. Is it a Sky Moore replacement, or do you not believe in Sky Moore? Uh, everybody's talking about the increased value in Kadarius Tony. I personally don't see it. I don't see it at all. I would still buy Kadarius Tony's price point at what it was before he got traded to the Chiefs. I don't understand the complete hype because, like I said, I don't see him being anything more than a fourth option. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he balls out. I did see a stat on Twitter today that says he's downloaded more songs on Spotify this year than he has receiving yards. (laughs) He hasn't played. (laughs) He hasn't been on the field. I don't know what it is, like. Does Brian Dabble hate him? Like, is he, you know I mean? Does he not? We, have he's got or? like a weird thing going in the locker room where the coaches don't really love him because of his off field activities and his attitude in the locker room himself. But like, I don't get involved in stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he wasn't with this regime anyway. You know what I mean? He yeah. wasn't drafted yeah. by this regime. They have, I mean, he's a first round pick, which is like, okay, 
Maybe they saw something. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Let's see where this goes. Um, but like I said, it doesn't it doesn't throw me at all. Like people are like, oh man, I'll give you Kadarius Tony. No, I'm good. It's not yeah, like right. That's what I'm, yeah, I'm not. I, I want. I don't want to go out and pay the premium price for Tony when he could go out there week one and have like four targets for two catches for like thirty yards, and that's kind of his game. I do think it's going to be funny though when he has no injury designation going into next Sunday. <laughs> Yet he's been injured all year. <laughs> it's stupid. But uh, yeah, those are the two like pass catcher, like skill position guys that have been traded. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more. We'll talk about. We'll update. But let's get into the let's get into the negative part of fantasy football: the injuries. <laughs> the injuries. Yes. Um, you want to just start off with the big shebang and just yeah, keep yeah. on Jamar Chase possibly going down at maybe one of the worst times in the fantasy football season? Uh, actually, I wasn't going to start with Jamar Chase. You're not starting was, with Jamar? I'm not. I was actually going to start with uh, my guy who's who's built into my top five dynasty running backs. I want to talk about Brees Hall. We're going to go Brees Hall. Uh, I'm ready to talk about. I'm gonna talk about Brees Hall first, man. Um, this kid was averaging almost 5.8 yards per carry. This kid was averaging 20 points a game in fantasy football. Finally earned a starting role that it should have been his from week one. He was making the Jets' offense go. He was the Jets' offense. Call it what it is. You know what I mean. Um. It wasn't yeah, call a bird, bird, spade, spade. <laughs> call a spade, a spade, baby. This, this kid, man, he, I, I, he was my fantasy ride or die. I stuck through it. You know, what I mean, everybody wanted to talk about the preseason. I didn't care. This kid's special. Uh, ACL tear, meniscus. It wasn't a complete knee shattering injury. Uh, do I see him starting off slow when he gets back? Sure. ACL tears are very tricky. Um, will he start next year on the pup list? Quite possibly. We'll see. He's 21. Countless running backs have bounced back from an ACL tear and returned to elite status. I still have him inside my top 10. Um, with this, with this 2023 class coming in, it's a shiny new toy. It's sparkling. I get it. Uh, will I have him over Bijan? No. Will I have him over Jameer Gibbs? Probably not. But I'm not going to panic sell. I'm not going to sell him. I'm not going to panic sell this kid. Uh, Brees Hall is a stud. I think he returns to stud status. Yeah, he's going to need probably a little, little more than half of next year to get back to Brees. But that's not to say next year, you if you can afford to have him on your team and he's okay to sit on the bench, come I think come fancy playoff time next year, I think he might be getting close to back what he was this year. Um, I mean, yeah, it hurts. It's the one-on-one in most people's drafts uh, in Dynasty. So, like, a lot of people that have him rostered were kind of depending on him to take him to the next step. So that immediately puts all those people that had the one-on-one or traded up for the one-on-one that gave up a lot to get him in a just a terrible spot. I don't mean – I can't name – was there – did you see any drafts or anybody talking about anybody else going 101? Because I really – I mean, oh. this it hurts to lose Brees for the rest yeah. of the season. Um, especially because, like, 
he just took over the role. You're just now seeing like, hell yeah, I was right. You know, paying like just like you, like paying all this draft, draft capital. It was paying was off right. for you. It was, yeah, was wonderful. Right. And uh, you know, like you were looking at it, even people like Steven take him in this third round, which I I didn't agree with. I mean, if he would have played the rest of the season now, he had round one value written all over him. Yeah, I was right. Um that's so, that AJ was but yeah, no, that it, it hurts. The Brees hurt the Brees Hall injury is gonna kill a lot of a lot of hopes and dreams. Yeah. Um I saw a guy make a TikTok with the Titanic music and they dropped him in a redraft league. <laughs> it was rough. He was like resting he was like rest, go to go to sleep, my sweet prince. It was hilarious. But yeah. no, nah, and to say like he's my fantasy ride or die. Always has been. I've talked very highly of him in any podcast we're in. Um, I, like I said, I I see special. I think this kid is special, and I think he'll come back. I don't think he's going to be one of those ACL tears, and he's he's out of the league. That's just not what I see. Um, yeah, it sucks. It's unfortunate for everybody. Had a fourteen hundred yard scrimmage yard total with a bet with AJ. AJ copped out with an injury. With an injury. You know, it is what it is, but I just want to tell y'all the 1,400 yards would have been absolutely smashed. And for anybody that I've drafted with, the third round value where I took him was absolutely correct. I just want to put that out there. Just going to put that yeah. out there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, now, can we talk it. about Jamar? Because the, the, yeah. I, this news kind of came out of nowhere for me. I don't Was he on the injury report going into the last week? No, I did not see him on any That's injury. That's what I'm saying. It seems like it's a hip injury on top of that. So a hip injury you think would kind of been like a lingering thing. I don't think that just yeah. happens. I mean, end of the day, I don't know how you injure your hip. So maybe I'm kind of not just talking out of my ass. But like, it feels like something that's probably been going on for a while. And maybe he's just now getting it like looked at i guess but yeah we're in week six going or well, going into week seven in fantasy and like a lot week of eight, week, week eight. eight brain yeah i gotta look at the records down here and i'm good um <laughs> yeah week eight of fantasy and he's missing 46 weeks and like anybody that's kind of like fighting for a playoff spot right now i mean that's a gut punch because jamar's first round all over the place um that being said, on the other side of the table, T. Higgins is T. Higgins owners pretty happy right now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even think I remember seeing him missing any time in the Falcons game. I really don't. I mean, this dude went for what a buck thirty, ten catches, and two touchdowns. Like, oh yeah, he went crazy. He was just went crazy. Breakout game. It's went like crazy. literally the game everybody's waiting for, and then in the middle of the week, all of a sudden he's out four or six weeks. It's like. I don't know. It's a little weird. Well, it was. I mean, it was the. It was the game where. What the hell happened? Something happened. Okay, sorry. Um, but it was. It was the game where you were chasing because he had a week one game. Then you saw some some subpar games. Then you yeah. saw him come back. I mean, he's Jamar Chase, dude. He's. He's hands down top three receiver in the game. No questions asked. Uh, but what scares me is, is now we're talking about second opinions. You know I mean? What Adam Schefter reported doesn't have to always be right. Um, he has been right in the past. I'm just right. saying. 
and that and that's cool. I have no problem with that. But what it just saying, it just seems like the, it's a it's scary because what if that second opinion isn't right? You know what I mean? And you're not you're not going to risk this kid's health. You're not at all. I don't think this changes his dynasty outlook at all, at all. No. Now redraft. If you're playing in a redraft league, you're scared. You are very scared because you are probably going to lose your first round pick until playoff time. Um, you're looking at four to six weeks. That's week 14. That's on the back end. You're going into your playoffs. It's hard to make the yeah. playoffs with without your first round pick unless your team is completely stacked. Keeper leagues, too. Keeper leagues. Um, I have T. Higgins. I don't like the benefit from injury, but I get the benefit from T. Higgins now being the wide receiver one. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, Godspeed. Hope Jamar Chase is all right. That's where we'll leave that at. Yeah, the only thing that sucks about T. Higgins is like Jamar Chase is going to become a back at pl- fantasy playoffs. So <laughs> you hey, get all this build up for T. Higgins, all these crazy games. And then as soon as playoffs hit, it's like, boom, <laughs> Chase is probably going to be back to be in hey, shape. You got to get into the playoffs first, baby. That's all that matters, <laughs> getting there. I'm playing with – I'm starting Andy Dalton this week, bro. That's how bad my team is in your league when it comes to quarterbacks. That shit is rough. Was there, um, is there any other injuries that I'm missing before I go into the next yeah. segment? Yeah, I do. Because it's going to linger in past this podcast. Let's talk about Hollywood Brown. Let's 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 dive, wow. let's dive into yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, we haven't spoke on that yet. Um, foot fracture, no Liz Frank. Great, great news to hear. Small, tiny foot fracture not requiring surgery. Uh, four to six week recovery time. They're going to reevaluate him in three weeks, and we'll go from there. Uh, bad news is, if you're worrying about Hopkins, Hopkins showed up. Yeah, Hopkins showed up last Thursday. Ten for a buck. Ten catches for a buck twenty. He showed up to play, boys. He looked really, really good. Looked just like Hopkins. Um. I always told you I didn't think this was going to affect his target share too much. Kyler Murray is, at, is attempting, you know, the highest amount of passes he has Stupid in his career. Stupid numbers. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid numbers. So I, I don't see there's a – I don't see a, a, an unidealistic, you know, thing where he can't – Hopkins can't get 11, Hollywood can't get nine, Ertz might get like six. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be spread out. They don't believe in A.J. Green. I mean, a lot of people had Rondell Moore hype coming into this to the season. Not Stupid. really, not really me. And I mean, you know, Benjamin is a pass catcher, you know, here and there. But I, the offense is going to run through Hopkins and Hollywood. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be a little bit scary for both of them when James Conner comes back and he starts getting his workload back in. Because I mean, he he was a huge part of that offense last year, and True. before the injury, he's before the injury, he's still. Still, it was that guy at the goal line. It went to him pretty consistently. Sure. Uh, no problem with Connor. You know, 18 yeah. touchdowns last year. A phenomenal number. Uh, very inefficient, though. I will be honest with you. I mean, that's, that's true, but I mean. But, I don't know, man. This Cardinals team just seems like they suck. They suck. Yeah, they're so bad that they're good at fantasy. Somehow that yeah. somehow that seems to work out sometimes. They're the worst first half team in football I think I've ever watched. They're awful. Actually, they're historically a really, really bad second half team. So this season, second can be half. Ugly. Excuse me. I thought it was. I thought they were bad in the first half. Yeah, they were. Nah, always they bad. always have insane starts, and then they fall off 
saw the clip. Yeah, Cliff no, Kingsbury record uh, after midway point. I think he has like off the top of my head. I think he has seventeen wins his career as a coach. No. Like that's yeah. But what I'm saying is, in the first half of games this season, they're historically. Oh, awesome. are you talking about? Oh, they're right, the right, comeback. Right. Yeah, they're the comeback right. kids. In the second half of games, they're they're lights out. For some reason, I don't understand it. Um, but I mean, those are the those to me are the big three injuries that stand out. Um, positive note, like I said, I want to give a you know wanted to talk about Hopkins for a little bit. I want to talk about Dak came in through for what two forty and a touchdown in his first game. They went more run heavy scheme. They it's were really up. not like a great great game script you want out of your QB one though. I mean, you're talking about a first week game or first game back from what five weeks off, six weeks off. 240, it was game managing. He ran the ball well. Defense played well. They they beat Detroit 24 to six. Um, as we get deeper into this into the schedule, we'll see what he looks like. Um, I don't think it was a terrible game. I, you know, I mean, Russ looked awful coming back from that injury last year when he broke his finger. Actually, I think Dak looked a lot better in that first game back than Russ did. I can't. And I know you can't compare the two, but I think Dak will be fine. Yeah, Dak's probably going to be fine. But I'm just saying, last week wasn't a positive thing for him. But he is back. So, CD owners rejoice. Um, yeah, we're straight. I actually was pretty big on Gallup going into the season. And he threw up a goose egg with Dak yesterday. So, like, that's a little... Yeah. So, if you're a Gallup owner, Noah Brown seems like he's kind of taking that spot. I'm not going to lie. And for all the CD haters... With the conservative game plan the Cowboys have ran from the time Dak got injured, CD is still wide receiver 14. Yeah. I just want to point that out. A lot of a lot of CD Lamb haters, man. I love CD Lamb. Always have. I don't remember off the top of my head where exactly he was going in rookie drafts, but I feel like a lot of people aren't haters. They're just kind of salty that he hasn't lived up to his like draft ADP for whatever reason. They kind yeah. of expected him to take over as like, kind of like a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type of player, and he hasn't really panned out like that yet. To be fair, I was the same guy that told you CD over Justin Jefferson. I was that. I was that. Yeah, guy. and I kept telling you that Justin Jefferson was better. I mean, even if see, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to be better than Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, either way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, that's really it, though. Like I. I, one more thing I want to give, like, a, a rising shout-out. Um, oh, another trade. Excuse me. I'm sorry. James Robinson to the Jets. Uh, a fill-in a fill in until Brees is back, I'm assuming. Uh, Robinson's not under contract next year. Right. Just that stopgap. I mean, the Jets are 5-2, and two, playing good football, playing a great defensive game, want to keep the run game going. Um, what's your expectations for James Robinson? Uh, uh, for me, I'm if I'm a J Rob owner, honestly, I'm pumped about it. Um, this Jets offense is literally winning through rushing the ball. I mean, Zach Wilson has not looked good, and yet they're still winning games. So you look at the run game, and they're probably gonna. We'll see what the split is. I would imagine it's gonna be it's gonna be close to fifty fifty with Michael Carter and James Robinson at least for the first couple of games. So kind of like start him with caution and then let him get adjusted to the offense and see how he's doing off of that injury, um, and then just readjust readjust him there. But I think in the long run, before the season ends, James James Robinson will probably be like a. RB3, RB2 type of guy you can kind of plug and play. Sure. 
We're playing a lot of deep leagues, so those guys are always important as well, flex guys. Uh, but on top of that, I think a running back one has emerged after this trade. Travis Etienne. Uh, Etienne is, is balling. Etienne is balling. Um, all the Etienne owners that were worried through the first four weeks, congratulations, he's here. He looks awesome. Scored his first NFL touchdown last week, too. Congratulations to him. Uh, rest of the season, I have him locked inside my top ten. Yeah, top ten for sure, first of all. About that. Um, he he looked great even with James Robinson. Like you see, like his yards of carry numbers. I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look at it, but like – yeah, they, they were, were pedestrian. 15, they were good. They were 15 for like 115 last week and a score. Um, to be honest with you, though, the pass catching that I thought was going to be there hasn't really been there so far. But, uh, yeah, no, if you're an ETN owner, it's, it's still nothing but a good thing that James Robinson is gone. You have no involvement, and your backup is Snoop Connor and uh, came out of the guy off the top of my head, but, like, they're not too much of a threat to take too much away from ETN, so – yeah, I think he hasn't, been on, he hasn't been on the field, but it's Raquel Armstead. Raquel Armstead, yeah. So, like, yeah. ETN's going to be the guy there. Um, and I'm excited. I really am. He's an explosive runner with the ball in his hands. I mean, some of the cuts he's a, he's able to do is insane. Like I said, I watched all the highlights. I didn't get to see the games I was working, but I saw all the highlights of the Giants game and, like – he looks good out there, man. I don't know how to put it any other way. Yeah, me either. Um, last two players I want to talk about. It's just a quick, like, little down value for me. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, value going through the moon. Damian Harris has up, lost up. his job. Up, 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 up. I was actually going to touch on Ramondre, so you beat me to it. But he's winning me a lot of games in a lot of leagues where I was kind of buying them low last year. And uh, now he's like uh, RB1. Well, he's, he's playing it. Like, he'll come down to earth and be an RB2 at some point. But, like, he's been playing pretty consistently. And he is going to win you some weeks here on out. And, like I said, Damian Harris is kind of a one-trick pony. They kind of pushed him off the ledge. <laughs> well, like talk, I mean, we talked about it. Like, 46% of uh, Damian Harris's production last year came from the touchdown. He right. wasn't efficient. He's not. He, he didn't have efficient touches. Ramondre Stevenson has efficient touches. He runs with authority. He's big. He's quick. And he's elusive. He runs hard. I like the way he plays. The Patriots saw something, and now this kid is earning the role he's he's supposed to earn. He's he's better than Damian Harris. Like, there's no question about that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's it. Um, yeah. I have him inside. I mean, running back running back situation is in flux. Like, you got. Like I said, you got Brees Hall hurt. You got you got J.K. Dobbins hurt. You got a lot of running backs that are on expiring contracts. You got aging running backs. I have him inside my top fifteen. I'm cool with that. Top fifteen. Uh, I don't know. I have to look at my rankings, but top fifteen doesn't sound like it's out of question. To be honest with you, right. the rest of the season. Um. Yeah, Ramondre's worked out. He was kind of like a a dynasty darling when he was coming into the league. Kind of like some of the true dynasty players kind of caught on to his value really early on. Yeah. Um, and he's – pan. it took a year, but, like, in a Patriots offense, you kind of expect that they tend to kind of, like, phase their running backs in and out until they find the right one. And I think Ramondre might sit in for 
a season or two um, and ride out with Bill Belichick. I mean, he will get replaced at some point. It's the Patriot way, but like that's for the scary now, part about it. Yeah, that's the, the scary Patriot part. Way. But it's uh, just one fumble and you're in the doghouse. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. One, <laughs> one fumble, anything like that, and, and it will be Damian Harris for the next three drives. So I remember <laughs> Steve Slayton. I was big on Steve Slayton in a Patriots uniform. Thought he was going to play great. Fumbled first game. Didn't see a snap till week six. <laughs> so bad. Um, it was terrible, man. Um, but my last guy trending up, Khalil Herbert. Oh, David Montgomery. He wasn't, he wasn't on my list because I have been saying for like the last two years that Khalil Herbert is – well, I said it last season. I guess I can't say two years. But I've been known that Khalil Herbert is better than David Montgomery. And it's finally starting to show. You saw flashes of it last year of him sitting behind Montgomery where like you can see the runs that he's having. And it's like, okay, maybe we should give this rookie more touches. And it never really panned out. But like this year they're trying to – they're finally making that switch over to – Herbert and I think it's nothing but the better for them. That's a decision they should have made sooner. And I I love Herbert. Yeah, Montgomery still got 15 touches last week. So like I I still think they're just gonna ride out this rookie contract. But I do think Khalil Herbert has earned more playing time. He looks special. He's explosive. He's he's a very good pass catcher. He's breaking off big runs. Um in that commander's game, he had a five percent. 5% chance to take that run to the house, and he did it. He found three holes. It was three cutbacks off one run. It was an impressive run. Loved watching it. He's he's so quick. Um, No way Montgomery gets re-signed next year. Absolutely no way. Um, He'll be a backup in the NFL somewhere, uh, <clears throat> unless it's a low-end team. Um, Last person I'm going to say, uh, and then we're going to get into the Week 7 preview. Week eight preview, excuse me. AJ Dillon is nothing but a backup. This talk, this I'm serious. This talk of this talk of this kid's going to take over the backfield. Haven't been impressed one bit, not at all. Um, AJ Dillon, if you paid up for him, I'm sorry, he's a backup. That's what he I'm is. Sorry, sorry about it. Sorry about it. Uh, let's get into it, boys. Week eight preview starting off Thursday night. Game's probably live right now. We're we're running a couple. Uh, we're now. live. We're definitely live. Yeah. It's yeah, eight thirty two. Yeah, we're yeah. Bucks Ravens. <laughs> Bucks Ravens at Tampa. Ravens are one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Uh, the Bucks have not looked good. On the flip side of it, have not looked good at all in the last three games, at all. I was going to ask you, Dak or Brady this week. Dak at Chicago. Brady against the Ravens. Doesn't matter. Didn't switch it. Going with Brady. <laughs> Didn't switch it. Um, but Lamar hasn't played well either. Lamar has looked pedestrian his last three weeks. Has looked pedestrian. Yeah, but Lamar kind of feels more of a ticking time bomb than Tom Brady does at this point. Given, you're right, this Raiders defense, the secondary that was supposed to be this godlike unit, has given up 388 passing yards a game. Uh, so, I mean, the, the defense is way more suspect than any of us would have ever thought. So, I mean, I'm not saying that 
Brady is not going to go out there and ball, but I mean, it's only a matter of time before Lamar turns back into Lamar, right? So I, I like the Ravens. Lamar wins games. And uh, I mean, I get Brady does too. He's the most winning quarterback of all time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he do, he do, had uh, whatever. He's also old and looks kind of washed so far this year. He doesn't look like Brady. He does literally does not look like Brady. Like, in person or on field does not look like Brady. Um, no. So, I mean, it, I'm, I'm going Ravens here. I mean, I feel like Tampa Bay definitely has an advantage at home, but I think Lamar can pull it out this week. No problem with that. I went Bucks. I took the Bucks at home. Um, I just, I like Tampa's defense hasn't played great, but on paper, I think their defense is better in all facets of the game. Um, I mean, you can say the same thing about the Ravens. I can sit here and tell you that the Ravens on paper look like a great defense, and they can pull it together. But, like, yeah, look at the numbers here. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, no problem with it. I mean, I get it. You know, you got Marlon Humphrey. You got Marcus Peters. You got a very talented secondary. They have not lived up to expectation. Cool. I'm going with Brady at Tampa Bay. Riding out with a goat. You got the Ravens. AJ went Bucks. Frankie went Ravens. Frankie's with me on the Ravens. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is this is the game where I can catch you and pass Frankie. Yep. So this is it. This would be the game um, for AJ to get back on back up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's struggling right now on Thursday night. Um <clears throat> other than that, man. We just want to do a quick little pod, get in, talk to the people for a week for the week. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know, get off of here in a couple minutes, and we're gonna go watch some football, man. But I just want to say, uh, Ryan will be gone for a week. Um, he is taking a little mini vacation to uh, New York, so Ryan will not be joining us next week. Um, Brian, safe travels, buddy. Have a good time in New York. Appreciate uh, that. Can't wait to get back to the pie when I get back. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, Stephen, Frankie, and AJ fill in. Other than that, man, you want to say what, you want to say goodbye to the people? Yeah, boys, ladies and gentlemen. If there's any ladies out there, first of all, why? Second of all, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, glad for the support. Anybody watching, especially to this point, um, we really appreciate you guys. Is like the building blocks of our uh, like viewership, which is crazy to say. But, you know, there's a few of you out there that watch consistently. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, we're still going to keep grinding out, keep getting better. We talked about the beginning of the pot. We've already came so far from where we began, and uh, can't wait to see what we get in a year. We appreciate you guys. Like you said, 60th podcast, we want to keep growing. We want to keep, you know, getting better. We want to, we want to keep this thing rolling. Um, it's really hard to make it in the Dynasty community, but we're going to make it. We're going to – we put out content that a lot of people don't. Um, it's as unbiased as it gets. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate the support. Other than that, I'm going to say bye. We're going to say bye. We're going we're gonna to go watch some Ravens Bucks. Ravens Bucks, baby. Have a good night, y'all. Have a good night.